Welcome to the Death Kit Show. Let's go. To all my listeners, please go to thedifferentbook.com and pick up a copy of my new children's book, Different. 10% of every book sold goes directly to the cystic fibrosis charity, Emily's Entourage, which is searching for a cure for a unique mutation of the cystic fibrosis gene. I recommend Different to children ages five and up. Growing up as kids, we sometimes feel like we don't fit in with everyone else, whether it's our curly hair, a mole or freckle we don't like, being too tall or too short, the list goes on. Different teaches kids that we all have our thing and everyone is different, which means being different is normal. I'm very excited about this book and want to give as much as I can to Emily's Entourage, so please pick up a copy for your kids or grandkids or friends' kids and help me spread the word. Check out thedifferentbook.com for all the details. And if you haven't yet, please rate this podcast five stars and leave a review. It all really does help. to the GK Show. Fun music at the beginning. Yeah! Uh! Hope you're having a good day. Let's start the pod. So that was my own little theme song I just made up in the moment. Pretty good, huh? Pretty sweet. Uh, I actually just clicked record as I was messing around with myself. That sounded weird. Not what I meant. All right. So I got two more shows tonight at uh, Stir Crazy Comedy Club in Glendale, Arizona, 7 and 9.30. I don't know why I'm saying that. I might not put this out today. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Who knows? Uh, thanks so much for everybody who is rating and leaving reviews. What was I going to talk about? Before I get into I got a couple articles. I like the articles. I like reading them in the moment. You know what I mean? Responding to them. And I have another quiz. I really like doing that quiz. I thought that was fun to uh, do a quiz without looking at it first. No Googling. No cheating. You know, maybe I'm smart. Maybe I'm stupid. And uh, we all find out. In the moment. The one I'm going to do today, I'll get to in a little bit, is uh, I guess it's Slate.com's news quiz for the, the last year. Test your knowledge on the news. So let's see. Let's see if I know what's going on. I think Slate is left-leaning, I believe. Um, so we'll see. Is it biased? Is it just straight facts? What are facts? Are there alternative facts? Man, I was talking, before I get into these articles and stuff, I was talking to some comics and it's like I uh audiences are so not so I mean they're just different now it's weird everything is so hyper polarized and divisive there's certain topics you can't even bring up even if you're not even going to have a take on it let's like a political take when people hear certain words they just go oh you just feel the audience like oh like I'm picking a side. Is this guy on my side or is he on the other side? Or And then I'm not on any side. I never take any crazy political stance on stage because I'm performing for everyone, you know? I just want everyone to have a good time. But there's even jokes like I was 
I'm trying to, I want to do a joke about just stuff that I think everybody should be able to agree on, but I think so many people, not everyone, but so many people, I need to find these sliver of the, the middle, you know, the people that are actually like, hey, both sides are a little crazy, too crazy, you know? Um, I gotta find those people, I guess, because I'm, I'm trying to do a, a bit, I'm trying to work out a bit about how I can tell how biased you are politically on how much you care about golf, depending on if you're, because basically, if you're, this is what I noticed, the Democrats, when a Republican's in office, they're like, can you believe how much this guy fucking golfs? <laughs> and then the Republicans are the exact same thing when a Democrat's in office. Like when Obama was in office, they're like, oh, this guy's playing basketball? He's golf. He's out there golfing? How much is he golfing? And they always bring up things that every president does, like uh, like travel expenses and how many people. I remember when Obama was in office, uh, Republicans were like always bringing up how much, you know, Michelle Obama, I guess she brought like way more people with her or something on on foreign trips than any previous first lady and they're like the cost to the taxpayer but then like when the republicans in office there's never any republicans going hey how about these costs to the taxpayer i think we should just admit that we have royalty like we don't have a king and queen but basically when we elect people into power like they are just protected they are they're treated like royalty you know what i mean but uh anyways so i'm trying to do this bit about like I know, I know if you're a biased person, if you care about golfing, when the president golfs only, if you care about golfing all the time, then you're not, right? Like if every time there's a president, every, or there's always a president, but no matter who the president is, you're just furious about golf. Because some people are, are furious about golf. Obviously, this is not a fully worked out bit yet, but if you're constantly, the only, there's no one, I've never met anyone who's just like, oh, these fucking presidents. All of them, Democrat, Republican, golfing. What the fuck? I can't stand golf. Why are they golfing? I don't care who's in office, Trump, Obama, Bush, Clinton. What's with the fucking golf? There's no one like that. There's only people that are biased and they're on one side and they're going, you know, oh, you see how much Obama's golfing? You see how much Trump's golfing? So anyways, that's one part of it I'm trying to figure out. Uh, the other thing is... Uh, Whenever there's a Supreme Court vacancy during any president's thing, whoever the president nominates, and this is only since I've really been paying attention, which, to be honest, like, I wasn't really paying too much attention uh, when Bush was president. I like pe People like to, you know, pretend they were always paying close attention, but I really started paying attention in, like, 2007 when it was, you know, Obama was running Clinton and all that stuff. And so, but anyways, what I've noticed with... Um, Obama and uh, Trump, whenever there's a Supreme Court uh, opening, then whoever they nominate, I'm not talking about people in the know, I'm talking about just random Democrats or Republicans, like just us, like citizens or whatever, you know, they flip out as if they know who the, the nominee is immediately. And all they're going off is what they heard from their own news source that tells them what they want to hear, right? So like, when a uh, when Obama tried to nominate Merrick Garland, a bunch of people on the right are like, fucking Merrick Garland? No, no way. No way, man. It's like, how you don't know who the fuck this guy is. Same thing with Trump. He nominates Neil Gorsuch, and people are like, ha, 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 Neil Gorsuch? Yeah, I don't think so. Not on my watch. It's like, what are you guys like following district court judges and lower court judges 
throughout their careers. I never heard the name Merrick Garland until Obama nominated him. I never heard Neil Gorsuch's name until Obama nominated him. Brett Kavanaugh, I never heard that guy until, or Trump or whatever, until Trump nominated uh, him or, you know. So, but people like pretend they know. And they're all they're do all we're doing is like going off of what we heard on CNN or Fox News or MSNBC or HuffPo or Breitbart, whatever. You know what I mean? But then, which is you know, I don't mind people are like, oh well, you know, I heard that this judge is actually pretty radical based on this and this. I heard that. I don't know. I haven't really looked into it. But no one says that. They just go, fucking what, man? <laughs> Merrick Garland, Neil Gorsuch? Oh, I don't think so. Brett Kavanaugh? Nah. <laughs> I I am against that 100%. Always have been. Do you remember back in uh, 2001, that Neil Gorsuch ruling? Oh, man, I studied that hard. It's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No one does. So I want to do material like that. Uh, something, you know, make it funnier, obviously, I guess. But uh, I feel like everybody, or mo- not everybody, most people in the audience would be offended on both sides because they're like, well, I do know what I'm talking about, though. But I, but I did hear it on CNN, and, and I heard that on Fox. Like, I know what I'm talking about. I don't, no one thinks they're listening to biased sources either, which what I, I notice, which is, all these bits I feel like I can't do because most people, I'm making fun of most people. So... Whatever. Maybe somebody will hear this and they'll spread it. They'll have access to everybody who thinks like me. And then I can be famous with those people. And those will be my my fans. All right. So that's it. That's it for my comedy, what I want to work on rant. Let's get into, uh, let's see, this first article. This man's six rules for marriage are simply brilliant. Hmm. Let's check this out. Six rules for marriage. It's from a man, so let's see. It's only six. Twitter is in love with these six rules for marriage by Olivia James. Oh, what? What? Olivia? I thought it said this man's rules. So Olivia James is writing on behalf of someone else. Let's see what this is about. A lot of people have advice about marriage or relationships. Unfortunately, a lot of that advice is absolute BS. But the internet has unearthed some wisdom about relationships, and it's coming from an unlikely source, a dude named Ryan on Twitter. He's laid out six rules for making your relationship work. They seem simple, but holy moly, are they important. The best part of these rules is that it doesn't matter where you are in your relationship. They still apply. I like this. Have you been married for 50 years? You can still use the rules to improve your relationship. I think if you've been married for 50 years, you're not on Twitter reading Ryan on Twitter's rules for <laughs> marriage. I think you're probably in a old folks home somewhere. Are you newly engaged? Take a look at the rules to get your relationship off on the right foot. Just starting a relationship? Make sure you talk about these rules to see if your partner is on the same page. Oh, I gotta turn this air off, one second. Oh, how do I turn it off? Where's off? Low, high. What do I just hold the button? Come on. There we go. I think I turned off. It should shut off. I don't want that going on in the background. All right. Make sure you talk. There we go. It's off. Make sure you talk about these rules to see if your partner is on the same page. So what are the rules? You got to keep reading to find out, but we promise they're good. Well, what's the point of that sentence in an article? So what are the rules? You've got to keep reading to find out. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I just started the article. <clears throat> All right. This is our new friend, Ryan Stevens. Ryan and his wife, Elena, write a blog called Dialed in Men. They give advice about relationships, careers, wellness, and wealth. I'll be the first to admit I was skeptical. Advice blogs can go wrong so quickly, especially when it's just some rando on the internet. 
I love how everyone on the internet starts off as a rando, but this person writing this feels like they're not a rando. But after reading the advice, let's just say we were pleasantly surprised. So without further ado, here are the six rules for marital success. Rule number one, no one should ever hear anything bad about your spouse from you. It's a good rule. But sometimes you need to vent a little bit, right? Well, Ryan understands. He says that it's one thing to joke with friends if it's something trivial, but the real heart of the matter is demeaning your partner's character. The real piece of advice in this rule, if you have a serious problem with your partner, then discuss it with them. They're the one who needs to know. I like that rule. It's a good one. I try and abide by it. Rule number two, over-communicate. It's easy to assume that your partner knows what you want or need, but it turns out we're not mind readers. You have to use your mouth to make noises that your partner can understand. Yes, we're talking about words. There's more to it than just talking at each other, though. You need to give your partner the benefit of the doubt. Be charitable in your interpretations of what they say. If you're not sure, then ask. That's a tough one. I feel like people, everyone's different with communication. I feel like my wife and I do a pretty good job. Sometimes it could be better, obviously. But uh, that's a good rule. <clears throat> rule number three. Try new things together. Ooh, I like that. Okay, but why? <clears throat> Ryan makes a really good point. When you get out of your comfort zone with your partner, you grow together. It's also easier than trying new things alone. When your partner is with you, you've got support. You learn to rely on your partner. I like that one. Try new things. That's something, man. Our kids are so young. It's so hard for us to even have a date night to just go. My wife and I will always be like, we're going to go. You know, like our parents will come watch the kids or something. And we're like, we're going to go have dinner. And then we're going to go to a movie. And then we have dinner. And then we just start going like, eh, do we have time to go to a movie? I don't know. We should probably get back to the kids. <laughs> it's just So we either go to a movie which is very, well, I don't remember the last time we went to a movie. Or we probably usually just go to dinner. Uh, rule number four, be each other's champion. Champion? Yes, celebrate your partner's wins. Take them out to dinner for a promotion. When they're having a hard time, get their back. Tackle challenges together. You're a team. Act like it. Yeah, that one's pretty, I think that's pretty obvious and easy to do. Rule number five, be grateful for each other's contributions. Ooh, that one can be tough sometimes. Yeah, well, the next line. Yeah, this one can be tough. <laughs> Whether your partner is giving you time, chores, money, or anything else, it's important to recognize it. Especially when you live together, it's easy to forget to say thank you. You still should. I feel like we do a good job. We always say thank you and stuff. Most, mostly because we're both polite people, but also we want our kids to... We're really big on instilling that in the children. Number five, subsection A. What? There's an addendum to this one. Don't keep score. You're not here to win. When you, This article is so annoying to read. Every, like in between every line, there is a, a GIF or a GIF or an ad. It's either a, it's, it's either a, is it a GIF or a GIF? I still don't know. Um, it's like every, every line they have this. And then it's either that or, or an advertisement. When you value what your partner brings to the table, it doesn't matter what the points are. What matters is where you're going together. Rule number six, we've made it to the final rule. Trust and respect each other, but wait, there's more. Here's the bonus. You have to trust and respect your partner in front of other people. Ryan lays down this wisdom. If you don't respect your spouse in front of other people, why should those people respect your spouse? Ooh, wow. There's a theme behind all these rules. This is, then they show a tweet. Oh, marriage is about being teammates, not soulmates. Yeah, my wife and I talk about being teammates all the time. Um, 
This is a tweet from Ryan Stevens. My wife and I have found that focusing more on being teammates and less on being soulmates is a solid recipe for marital success. Here's quick thread on the six rules. Oh, this is just a tweet that starts it. Marriage isn't about teammates, not soulmates. It takes real work. But thankfully, these rules can help make that work easier and give couples a roadmap. Well, I like it. So some people had an addition or two. There's a lot of Twitter responses. Uh, Iowa Peg <coughs> says, 25 years this year. Agree with all of these. Don't keep score is probably the most important. 99% of our fights revolve around this. Uh, Candy Slice says, holy shit, my husband and I do all of these. I read this thread to him and we high five. May I add a rule seven? Express how much you really like your spouse. Not just love them, but genuinely like them. Oh, I like that, Candy Slice, at Katie7301288. Shittiest Twitter handle ever? <laughs> that is a terrible. Hey guys, hit me up on Twitter. I'm Katie7301288. Pound sign, pie, <laughs> question mark, money, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. <laughs> like this great suggestion? Tell your partner you like them. Oh, I like this. Of all the advice, is definitely the best we've seen. 10 and 5 at SlyFiv, S-L-Y-F-I-V. Number 7, always high-five after sex and say, good game team. All right, that's just weird. I don't think that's a necessary thing to high-five after sex and say, good game team. And now if anyone does that, they're just going to be thinking about at SlyFiv every time they do it. If you're starting a relationship or in a relationship, take a look at these rules. Nothing's a guarantee, but these rules will certainly help make a successful relationship. Treat your, treat your relationship like a team instead of a competition. You'll see the results quickly. Do you have other rules for relationships? Tell us about them in the comments. Ooh, let's read. Let's, are there comments on this? Ah, oh, it just goes into another article? What? Well, I don't know where the comments are then. Well, whatever. Well, that was a good one. I like that article. Six rules for marriage. Very nice. Let's check out uh, one more article. Totally different. And then uh, we're gonna, I'm going to do that quiz. I, I wanna, I'm really curious to see how I do on this news quiz, you know? Uh, if it's a multiple choice, I think I'll do better. All right, this article. The Weirdest American Eating Habits According to People Who Don't Live Here by Robin Zlotnick. I like these. These are always interesting because you go to other countries and you see the way they eat and not even just the way they eat, but their customs and stuff. Like one of my favorite just stories about cultural differences is when I was in Japan, I was with my buddy and we were thinking like, uh, you know, they have these vending machines that have alcoholic drinks and we're on a vacation. We're obviously just like two guys, whatever we're going to want. We're like drinking and having a good time. And uh, so we, we wanted to know, like, is it legal to walk around drinking you know on the street like can you carry that or is that you know are you can get arrested or something and uh so we asked somebody and they go uh like it's, there's no law against it they go but no one really drinks anything on the street and we're like what and they're like yeah like nobody even really walks around with a bottle of water they go in japan like if you want to have a drink you stop and you go in somewhere and you have some tea or you have some water or you have a beer or whatever and, or coffee, whatever, and then you go back out on the street like, and it keeps everything cleaner. And then we noticed there wasn't a bunch of trash everywhere. We're in Tokyo. There's like, there's no trash anywhere. It's not all crappy because people just culturally are like, yeah, why would we walk around with something that's going to become trash while we're walking? Because then that'll 
lead to more trash on the street because some people are just gonna you know drop it on the street or they'll be we'll have to have a bunch of trash cans on the sidewalks and then those will just overfill and that's another thing to take you know into account like we have to empty out the trash cans constantly because there's so many people so we were just like whoa that is such a great cultural thing like and they're just accustomed to doing it you know it's not like a law it's not like hey you got to get in there drink your drink your water inside it's just they're like yeah let's all just do this and things will be better for everyone so let's go let's go in this article about the weirdest american eating habits according to people who don't live here as americans we tend not to question our own habits because they are so familiar to us they are quote normal okay other people don't question their own habits either unless you were allergic you have probably eaten thousands of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in your lifetime you poured sugary cereal for breakfast before school or you made eggs and toast and maybe even bacon. You might not know how your mom made her famous meatloaf, but you happily gobbled it down for dinner whenever she served it because it was a totally classic dish and pretty delicious too. But what people eat and how they eat it differs from country to country, region to region. Some of the things that we took for granted as part of our relationship food growing up uh, are totally foreign and strange to other people. Many just do not understand why we eat things the way we do. And you know what? With many of these questions, they have a point. If you are American, this plate of food won't look strange to you. They're showing burger, onion rings, fries. Oh man, I'm making myself hungry. But that's not the point of this. The point is that some American eating habits are really focusing, are really confusing to people who didn't grow up here. Peanut butter and jelly. Apparently peanut butter and jelly isn't really a thing in other places. Who knew? I guess if you think about it, it is a strange combination. I don't think it's strange. I mean, other people probably would like it if they tried it, right? People, uh, pe- why can I not read normal words? Pizza with pineapple. Oh, honey, you have stumbled into the great debate. Some people do this. I personally find it egregious. Bread and pasta. Um, because it's delicious. Carbs on carbs on carbs. You need something to soak up the extra sauce. Wings and ribs. Why? There's like This article stinks. There's nothing in it that says why they think it's weird. They're just telling us things that we do that other places don't. So what? Other places do things we do that... We, other places do things they do the other places do things that we don't do like i mean yeah i mean you've ever been to i've been all over the world there's like certain places they're just eating you know they eat like cockroaches and stuff or bugs and and it's like not a weird thing they eat you know a lot more like squid and stuff that we like the way they eat it we don't eat it i don't i don't understand this article is not that interesting wings and ribs I should vet these articles maybe before I start the pod from now on. It's so fun to eat meat off the bone with your hands, and also this bone gives so much flavor. Chicken breasts are dry AF. Tomato soup and grilled cheese, chips and sandwiches. I'm not even reading the rest of this. Meatloaf, Pop-Tarts, chicken and waffles, egg... Okay, people, go get some bomb-ass Roscoe's chicken and waffles or go to any good chicken and waffle place and tell me you don't like it. Just because they don't do it doesn't mean they wouldn't like it if they tried. Same thing with us and some of their stuff. I'm not saying everybody would like it, but what is the point of this article? Sweet and savory breakfast, macaroni and cheese, cheese with crackers, bacon every morning, popcorn with melted butter. Okay, guys, I apologize. Let's just get to this slate quiz. How long have I been doing this so far? Whatever. Okay. Slate quiz. I don't know how long this quiz is. We take a look back at the events of 2019, our final quiz for this year. We hope you continue to enjoy playing. Okay, whatever. Let's get started. Question one of 12. Which of these Democrats was the first to declare his or her bid for the presidency? Kamala Harris, Beto O'Rourke, Joe Biden, Tim Ryan. Who was first? 
I don't think it was Biden. I think it was Kamala Harris. Did I get it right? There's a green check. All right. Oh, there's like a timer going down. That's annoying to see how many points I get. Seven of the Kamala Harris announced a Democrat presidential bid in January. O'Rourke joined the race in March, followed by Biden and Ryan in April. All right, so I got that one right. Question two of 12. Which of these cities was not the site of a teacher strike in 2019? L.A., Denver, Nashville, Houston. Uh, Nashville. Oh, Houston. That was my second choice. I fucking have no idea. I knew there was one in L.A. Damn it. I was going to say Houston or Nashville. Nashville. Why did I go with that? In January, 30,000 teachers went on strike in LA. In mid-February, it was Denver. Nashville teachers went on a sick out in May. Ooh, technically, I kind of got got it right. You know, that was a trick question. They went on a sick out, not a strike. In September, which actress was sentenced to 40 days of prison for her role in a call? Oh, Felicity Huffman. Boom. Got that. It was Lindsay Lohan, Amy Locaine, I've never heard of, Shannon Tweed, and Felicity Huffman. Okay. Which of these landmarks was damaged by a massive fire in April? Sydney Opera House, Leaning Tower of Pisa, Windsor Palace, Notre Dame de Paris. Oh, that was uh, Notre Dame de Paris. Nice. Large parts of the roof and the spire of the iconic cathedral were destroyed in the blaze. Nice. Look at me. Protests began in Hong Kong in June over controversial Chinese legislation involving which of the following? Extradition, citizenship, taxes, marriage. I think it was extradition. Got it. The bill's withdrawal was announced on September 4th, but protests continue. Whoa! If I would have, <coughs> excuse me, if I would have just gotten that uh, Houston one right, it would have been doing well right now. I'm getting way too cocky. Watch me just miss the rest, like the quiz the other day. In June, Donald Trump became the first sitting U.S. president to enter which country? North Korea. Got it. Trump was meeting. North Korea, Kim Jong-un, in the demilitarized zone when he walked across the border. The other options were Sudan, Afghanistan, Colombia. In August, an Oklahoma judge ordered which company to pay $572 million for its role in the state's opioid crisis? An Oklahoma judge ordered which company opioid crisis? Johnson Johnson, MSB Healthcare, Merck Co., Purdue Pharma. Oh... Oh, no, I had the thing over Johnson & Johnson, and I was really going to say Johnson & Johnson, and then I just clicked MSMB Healthcare, which I've never heard of, because I'm an idiot. Oh, I swear I had the cursor over Johnson & Johnson. The penalty was later reduced to $465 million because of an error made when calculating the judgment. That's a good day. Sorry, guys, we were $107 million off. Well, it's not so bad now. It's only $465 mil. All right, let's go. In November, which European country suffered the highest number of casualties for any earthquake in 2019? Netherlands, Greece, Albania, Portugal. Greece? No, Albania. I had no clue about that one. That's an earthquake question. Fuck. Which hurricane slammed into the Bahamas on September 1st, killing at least 67 people? Barry, Dorian, uh, Umberto Paolo, Dorian. I know that I work the ships, okay? We couldn't go to one of the ports. It affected my career directly. A large number of homes on Great Abaco Island were flattened by 200 mile per hour winds. You know what? Freeport was like underwater, I heard, and I've been to Freeport. I was just in Freeport last week in the Bahamas, and uh, it's totally fine now. I'm from the, I guess the port. Which former world leader was sentenced to death in absentia for high treason in December? Vicente Fox, Nicolas Maduro, Jamel Muhammad Ali Badawi, Pervez Musharraf. Nicolas Maduro. Nope. 
Pervez Musharraf. Okay, that was way off. Musharraf was president of Pakistan from 2001 until his resignation in 2008 to avoid impeachment. Pervez Musharraf. Which former world leader was sentenced to death in absentia for high treason? Man, totally didn't know that one. Which winner of the 2019 College Football Playoff National Championship is among the final four schools competing in the 2020 title? Clemson. Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, LSU were the options. The Clemson Tigers defeated the Alabama Crimson Tide 44-16 on January 7th. Yeah, they smacked him. I wonder who's going to win that LSU game, though. All right. In February, the Republic of Macedonia added which word to its official name? South, Old, North, New. New Macedonia. No! North Macedonia. Shit. Oh, that bothers me. That bothers me a lot. All right, let's see. Is that the last question? Where am I? December. Quiz complete. You answered seven questions correctly out of 12. I got seven out of 12 on that other quiz I did. Ah, oh, where am I? Editor-in-chief got 365, and I got 294. So that is pretty sad. Pretty sad. Let me see. I think there's... That went um, quicker than I thought. So I'm gonna do, I think they have one for just this week. The slate quiz. What is this? Oh, this might be the one I just did. Um, hold on. I'm gonna click this other one. One day ago. Test your knowledge of the week's big stories. Loading quiz, here we go. Okay, three of Jeopardy's biggest stars, James Holzhauer, Ken Jennings, and Brad Rutter are currently competing to be named the greatest of all time. I'm rooting for Jennings, my predecessor in writing the Slate News Quiz. Can you be the greatest at this week's quiz? Let's get started. More than one billion animals may have been killed in which wildfires ravaging which country? Australia. It was Australia, Haiti, Chile, Canada. The fires have burned acreage the size of Vermont and New Hampshire combined. Ugh. All right, next question. Who surprised the White House with his willingness to testify on the Senate impeachment trial? John Bolton. I don't have to read the options. Is John Bolton, Jared Kushner, Rudy Giuliani, Dom again? Witnesses have said Bolton reacted angrily to suggestions that military aid for Ukraine might be dependent on a politically motivated investigation. So John Bolton. All right. More than 50 people were killed in a stampede during a funeral procession for which figure? Kasem Soleimani got it right. It was Thanos Mikrautsikos, Kasem Soleimani, Le Duc An, Grand Duke Jean of Luxembourg. Soleimani, commander of the elite Quds Force, was buried in his hometown hours after Iran attacked two military bases in Iraq. Okay. I'm already doing better on this quiz as far as the coins, <coughs> because that's how the coins like trickle down as you read. So the quicker you are, the better. So this is kind of not as fun because I don't get to freak out as much when I get things wrong. I guess. Well, I guess I, yeah, because it stops when I, whatever, here we go. Which Caribbean island has been rocked by a succession of earthquakes this week? Dominica, Puerto Rico, Martinique, Curacao. Oh my God, I don't know. Uh, Dominica. Oh, Puerto Rico. Damn it. Damn it. I wanted to click Puerto Rico. I always say that, but I swear I'm telling the truth. I was like, it's Puerto Rico. Earthquakes in Puerto Rico sounds like it happened. And then I just thought, nah, I'm just thinking Puerto Rico because it's part of the U.S. I've been to Puerto Rico and Martinique and... Do Have I been to Dominica? 
That's, the, that's different than the Dominican Republic. That's an island. I don't know if I've been there. A 6.4 magnitude quake was the strongest to hit the island in a century. Damn it. That would have been great to get those coins. Donald Trump backed off from his vague threat of committing a war crime by targeting uh, for attack from what? Cultural sites. I knew the answer to that, and I was just trying to get the question out, and I, was, I could have gotten more coins. Iranian cultural sites are among his list of 52 potential targets. The UN Security Council prohibits the targeting of cultural heritage sites. The other options were nuclear reactors, universities, cemeteries, or cultural sites. A flight to which country carrying 176 people crashed shortly after taking off from Toronto, killing everyone on board? Ukraine. Singapore, Scotland, Afghanistan, or Ukraine were the options. Many commercial airline flights are being rerouted from the Middle East after military action between Iran and the U.S. Federal prosecutors asked the judge to sentence which former Trump advisor to up to six months in prison for lying to federal agents? Michael Flynn. Even though when he was interviewed by the FBI, the people who interviewed him initially said that he wasn't trying to mislead them at all. So they got him on some weird technicality where he just like couldn't remember everything on the call that he or something. Flynn has shown a lack of remorse for his action and prosecutors say he has, has sought to blame almost every other person and entity involved in his case. Uh, yeah, I think that guy's getting kind of railroaded, but all right, next question. Days after ending his own campaign, Julian Castro threw his weight by which Democratic candidate? Elizabeth Warren. Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren. Got that one right. Elizabeth Warren. Castro said he believes Warren is unafraid to fight like hell to make sure America's promise will be there for everyone. Okay. Uh, dude, there's a video. I don't know if you guys seen of Elizabeth Warren dancing at some rally. And it's like really not good. It's pretty cringy. But Julian Castro is like right behind her smiling and clapping as if like yeah this is good dancing <laughs> it's very weird all right oh no 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 decline in the middle of a podcast next the republican controlled legislature in which state wants a federal court to dismiss a lawsuit that seeks to prevent the purging of up to 209,000 registered voters uh republican controlled legislature in which state wants a federal court think that's probably Florida or Wisconsin Florida oh Wisconsin shit 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 in 2016 Wisconsin was an important battleground state won by Donald Trump by fewer than 23,000 votes oh fuck dude I should have known it was Wisconsin because that's more of a battleground state right now than Florida is damn it at least I said that one out loud so you guys know I wasn't I'm not lying about what I really wanted Elizabeth Wurzel, who died this week at age 52, wrote a 1994 confessional memoir with the name of which drug in its title? Elizabeth Wurzel. Thalidomide, ecstasy, Prozac, latrial, ecstasy? No, Prozac, whatever. Wurzel originally wanted Prozac Nation's title to be I hate myself and I want to die. I have two more questions and I better get these right. Who returned to head coaching duties in the NFL hired as Jason Garrett's placement by the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, Mike McCarthy. Got it. McCarthy was 125-77-2 in his 13 seasons as head coach of the Packers. Other options were Marvin Lewis, Bill Parcells, Tony Dungy. Which singer revealed he has been battling Lyme disease? Justin Bieber, Rod Stewart, Willie Nelson, Meatloaf. Oh my god, I have no idea. Meatloaf. Justin Bieber. Fuck! Oh, fellow Canadian singer Avril Lavigne also has Lyme. She established foundations to support individuals with the disease. 
Oh, man. I wanted to click Justin Bieber. I know I'm just saying that. Now I sound like a total fraud. All right, let's see what my score was. Jeez. Sorry I don't know about Justin freaking Bieber. The, uh, whatever. And, okay. Well, there you go, guys. Oh, please, if you're a parent, tell other parents about my book. Different. Uh, so great. Teachers after shows are buying the book, and they're like, they look through it, and they read it real quick. It's a children's book, so you can read through it pretty fast. And they're telling me, like, oh, this is so great. I'm going to, like, bring it to my classroom and all that stuff. So, you know, teachers or parents or anything, please tell them about my book and if you haven't yet just rate the podcast five stars really helps out i'm gonna get some interviews and stuff going all that stuff i promise okay guys thank you for listening to my daddy